Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patio, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, you may or may not have been watching the last few interviews that we've been doing. We've got some fantastic people on the show. And today, I'm delighted. I've been hammering this guy to do this with me. I'm not so sure really it's a wise <laughs> idea, but we'll go with it anyway. Um, but I'm delighted to say, Bazza, welcome to the show, Lee. This man, I've known for years, and he's hilarious. He's an absolute legend, and the, some of the stories you're going to hear today will just blow you away. It really is unbelievable. Now, this wasn't my idea. This is what I'm on about, the kind of what I'm letting myself in for. So people keep saying I look like the people I'm talking to. And just a touch. Well, <laughs> and the thing is, is like, I do believe my mum was busy, <laughs> but I don't know how busy she was. So, in order to help you, Baz has come up with an idea. So, just bear with us. Which way are these go around? Oh, yeah, that was it. Around the front? Oh. How's that look? I'm not so sure about my hairdresser. <sighs> right, so I can't even see. <laughs> so, hopefully, now you can tell us apart, okay? Let's turn this fuck. Alright, he's just got to turn his phone off, hang on. So hopefully now, it makes it a lot easier to understand which one of us is which. Are you, are you done? See, this is his plan in the preparation. Come on, you should have had that done. Right, alright. So, back, back. Oh, do you know what? There's a reason why I cut my hair, and it's because of this in my head. Fancy you all nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> alright, come on, we've got to do the show. So, first question I want to ask you, Baz, is where are you from? Oh, let's go back. Um, originally born in Battersea, moved out there when I was probably about that big. Yeah. Croydon area. I spent most of my life in New Cross. In so. New Cross, old Deptford, all around that way. Yeah. Oh, my old stomping ground there, around there. My mother lived in Deptford. Oh, small well, world. See, yeah, we yeah. might be related. <laughs> Jesus, like, Mum, tell us. My mum had rolled the shutters on our plan, though. Oh, you're a posh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I mean, now I know, obviously, because I've known you a long time, I know you've got an incredible history, some really, really fantastic things have gone on in your life. I mean, just tell me a bit about life before you came to Patea, because rightly or wrongly, you may not believe me, and, and, and Barry will tell you and explain all that, but you stood in front of literally thousands and thousands of people dressed as a flower pot, haven't you? Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go before that. How did all that happen? Just just share that with us. How did that all happen? I've got to take this off. It's itching me in. That's better. Right, go on. It all started in a um, acid house party. Late, uh, no, sorry, late 88. In a house in Kingston, Surrey. All right, yeah. Big mansion and everything. And I met Liam, who later became a singer or flowered up. And Des, the manager slowly sort of built up our friendship and we was in Gary Aisman's club, the Raid, Shaftesbury Avenue. We were sitting in the rubber plants all night just making monkey noises. <laughs> Probably the best part of four hours. Sorry, so you sat in the rubber plant for four hours making monkey noises? Me, Liam and Dad all night, <laughs> scaring the shit out of everyone who walked past us. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is going to be an interview that you won't forget. And later on in the night, Liam said, we get a band together. I said, oh, I can't do fuck all. I said, don't have to, do what you want. Anything you like. <laughs> so before we knew it, and the friends we had in the music trade, um, the hype got so big, it was on the front page of Melody Maker. 
enemy even before we released the single and it was just a roller coaster from there on the gigs were just like chaotic absolutely chaotic stage invasions using it as security spraying the crowd it was just total out of control stages would collapse um you name it it was like full-on football riot. and i mean why a flower pot <laughs> i've seen the photos you've shown me the photos we'll try and get them we'll stick them on for you and look now well, I, remember, I remember at the time we were sitting in the flower in the rubber plants and things <laughs> talking i said look, do nothing but at a time the little flower pot thing playing a guitar and a flower I said look fuck it we'll do that so we'll do it you want that so it went from there to leather bondage kits or women's clothes you name it the lot okay <laughs> so um, I mean the, the band was called Mooncult is that correct no I flowered up flowered up why have I got Mooncult in years Mooncult was my nickname well before that ah oh, that's where it was that's where it was so I mean talking about flowered up I mean what's the biggest crowd you've Perform to? I'd say Glastonbury, 100 plus, Reading, 100 plus. Then on tours, you'd be playing anything from 500 to 1,000. Um, but Reading and Glastonbury were the biggest. Reading and Glastonbury. And when you were. Oh, at Madness, we played our last gig with Madness at Finsbury Park, 92, Madstock. Wow. And I mean, in terms of, I mean, obviously you've, you've been headlining and you've been uh, uh, performing with some huge huge bands i mean who is the biggest band you you've played with or headlined with not really headlined but when we were signed to heavenly we were always headlining our own gigs but we had the manic street preachers as our uh, backup band and ocean cutter scene in, so in, their backup early, band. in our backup bands in the early days that's a nice one that chalk on the wall isn't it yeah but every time they come on tour with us not they would always lock themselves in their rooms. <laughs> I know why. It's you <laughs> lot. It's you lot. I mean, what's the worst prank you've ever played on someone famous? Oh, shaking Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. We was in a Westway studio, Clive Langer studio, and recording. Uh, I can't remember what, but it was in the next studio next door. If I remember right. It was the Green Door. He was. Oh or, yeah. Or one of those songs, and him said, "Me, oh." Shaking Stevens is next door. Oh fuck, I'm going to say hello to him. Stripped off, start bollock naked. <laughs> in the middle of his recording act. Stopped it all dead. Hello, Mr. Stevens. I'm Barry Mooncult. Nice to meet you. Shook his head and fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, quite one of the mellow things we got up to. <laughs> so, I mean, from doing all those crazy things back in the day yeah. to coming to Patea, I mean, Patea's probably quite tame, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's calmed me down a lot. And I mean, when you were younger, I mean, how did your mum feel about all these uh, antics you got up to? Were you always in the, when you get home, son, you're in you're in trouble? Yeah, but I blame her for when I was a baby, feeding me with a catapult. It must have knocked me sideways. <laughs> I'm really sorry about this. I, I knew this was going to be like it today. And uh, <laughs> she, she done all, all her best to keep me out of trouble, but... She knew what was involved and I got kicked out of four schools in three months, so it was just, she just had to roll with it. So did you ever actually have a real job? I mean, not, not saying that the, the, your band was a real job, but I mean, like, a, I don't know, was you like a, a builder, a carpenter, or, you know, one of those real sort of like down-to-earth nine-to-fives? Well, I was kicked out of school from the age of 14 to 16. I had a little job down Billings Lake Fish Market. It was just an odd job. Did you remain clothed during that time or did you get undressed again? 
Oh, mate, did you play with the fish? <laughs> Actually, don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> All right. I'm really sorry about today. But I did get some funny looks from me on a number 49 bus when I was a leader to go over to Chelsea on a Saturday. Like, What's that? Where's he been? <laughs> All right. You don't know my sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> You know, I can't imagine the comments that we're going to get. Obviously, <laughs> you two idiots did nothing but laugh the whole, the whole way through it. <laughs> All right, so, you, you, I mean, you've, you've got on stage. I mean, literally, I mean, you, you're headlining and you're playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people, which, you know, people like myself can only just admire and say fair play to that. I mean, you made the transition from there to here. I mean, what was the, did you come here first on holiday? When did you first come to Plataea? 89. 89, oh, so not... Well, quite a while back, but not, uh, was that 29 years 20, ago? Yeah. The reason I come, I was talking to a mate back home, he said, Baz, you've got to go to Thailand. He said, you're, you'll love it. And I said, well, why is that? He said to me, it's the only place where you're going to get a decent burger without dropping Roe Whitney on a drink. Don't shag anything here. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> Come on, stop piling on stage. Where are we getting reported for this? Come on. No, I mean, all seriously, though, so what, what made you come to Pattaya? That was it. <laughs> all right, so you came here. What did you think of it back in the day? Because considering what it's like now to how it was back when you came, and considering what you came from, being like a, a dancing flower pot on stage and obviously playing jokes on everybody, I mean, it must be quite tame. Honestly, um, it was 89, I had the first bit of money from the band, so I took me and the missus, I think my daughter was two, and we ended up in Bangkok first, Phuket, and Chiang Mai. And my mates had been here, eight, seven, but they were going to Pattaya. So my missus used to like laying on the beach all the time. Mm. I used to have a walk about it. The first time I'd been tired, a bit naive and everything, I thought I'd go and try and massage. Walked in this match, I was place. Sorry, mister, this is not that sort of place. So I've got a lot better roll over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, did you go there thinking it was going to be a, a happy massage, or yeah, or you, that's what you're expecting? Yeah, come out quite embarrassing, you, you were quite wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that must be a novelty. You must be able to look back at it and say, oh, that was just some... I've actually been to a massage parlor that wasn't what our, you know most massage parlors are famous for. Yeah. But, Try, you find that, and you look. Were there many girls around back in the day? Phuket, yeah, there was, as it goes. I was really naive, and I was thinking, I've got all these geezers with these Thai birds. How the fuck has he got a sort like that? Look at him. Didn't really click on to. Then I got me forced in 2000. My mate said to me, Baz, you've got to come to Bataya. I think that was the first time I ate Bataya was 2001. And then, sort of, yeah, it was manic then. Great times. I met a lot of people. A lot of people have gone home though now. Yeah. And um, always knew I'd end up out here eventually. I did. And had you tried other places in, in around the world before you came here? You know, like the, the Philippines and Cambodia? And all no, that? Rio. Rio. And how does Rio compare to Bataille? Honestly, mm. the girls shag you for money here. Yeah? They'll shag you the money in Rio, but they just love sex out there. Okay, well there you go. So if you want somewhere different to go to, the Baz has recommended, yeah. go to Rio and, and check it out. You never know when the... And they love having their back doors. No, that would, we'll leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> All <A> right. Standard. <laughs>
Well, so there we go. All right, so you, you came to Patea, and then did you go back back to England, or did you stay out here? And because so many people come here, get the the bug, get the craving for it, and they just can't go back, or they go back for a very limited amount of time, and then they just get themselves out. I mean, how did that happen to you when you first came here to coming back here to live? When I first come back here after a while, my house was a tip. I thought, fuck. I thought, oh, no give up. It's and got it all back to normal, that should have been, and it had been lived in for five years, and it just left. So a bit down out, but when I got back, got my hands dirty, scrubbed it all up, and this and what have you, and just cracked on, and I ain't been back, that was 13, 2013, so not been home at all, not once. And 2013, was that when you first came in to live? I had my house here, but it was just used as a holiday home. Yeah. It was just for me, myself, my pals, and to come over. And from 13, coming back here, it was me house. Right. And when you came over here, I mean, did you come over here with a certain plan? Did you have anything to come to? Or was it just a, a women of prayer think, do you know what, I've had enough now, I'm going out there and I'll see what happens when I get there? I come here with um, some intentions, and when I landed at the airport, I found out my intentions banged up in that Bangkok Hilton. Oh yes. <laughs> not me, but not. <laughs> oh, oh right. What was lined up for me, so that threw that out the wind and I thought, yeah. oh fuck. So um called a few favours in and I was offered my first job down at Dream Club a go go Soy Diamond. Dream Club Soy Diamond, wow, that's back in the summer. Well, we're in part two we're gonna talk all about your your history here in the past because mm. you know I've known you from Misty's and you know I've known you there for many, many years, which was an amazing club and you know, those guys that uh, follow the channel, I know so many of you, like me, remember Misty's, and I'm sure most of you remember Baz, he was always downstairs saying hello to everyone, very, very nice person. Um, so I want to go back on part two and talk about all your, yeah, your yeah, history yeah, and the yeah. things that you've done. I mean, in terms of Patea now, I mean, if it was like it is today, would you have come back all those years back? Yeah. You would? Yeah, it's always changing, evolving. Um, there'll be more changes, and it'll probably go back, forwards, like, um, you just move with the times and try and adapt to it. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that you could change right now about Patea, what would that be? Oh, this thing. Um, Please try and keep it sensible. <laughs> okay. We need to give him a few minutes now because I've thrown one in there. Right? <laughs> I just don't know anything sensible. I've thrown one in there. It's just pure out like of filth and chaotic, yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> that they all spoke English. Okay, all right, they all speak English, yeah. All right, well, that's a fair one. How's your time? How's your time? Can Quite you speak Thai? Yeah. What can you say? Mongi <laughs> one. Should we have a conversation in Thai? So many cap. Oh, you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you understood what he just said then, that is really not a good word, and shame on you. So you've learned all the useful words. Yeah, I'm quite clever. Anyway, right, so we're going to leave that now because I'll have the Thailand authorities knocking on our door saying, who taught you those words? That's shameless. The staff. Well, that's quite, yeah, probably when you didn't pay them, that's when you got the, uh, I, well, I'm not going to even say it. All right. All right, brilliant. Well, listen, Baz, it's been fantastic talking to you. Oh, great, Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, guys, listen, come back to part two. Part two, we're going to take all the, all the joking away as much as we can. Not that we can do a lot of that, but we will come back and we're going to talk about Baz's history here in the go-go bar scene and about things he's seen here and, and just 
really about how the future of Patea is going to come come ahead in, in your eyes. And uh, we'll talk about what went on in Misty's because Misty's was just the go-to place. It really yeah. was brilliant. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for staying tuned here on the Coffee Chat Show. Baz, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to part two. So look forward to part yeah. two. And uh, I promise you we won't be wearing the wigs. But anyway, that's it. All right, that's it from me today, guys. Part two will be out very soon. Thanks for watching and please stay safe. Bye.